0: Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: You know, there's a gift and a curse that comes along with your favorite team being good. Ticket prices go through the roof. Travel for away game seems impossible. And then where the heck are all the fans when you finally get to town? Well, Bills fans don't have to worry about that anymore. There's no better way to follow your Buffalo Bills on the road than with fans of Buffalo. Our packages make for hassle-free travel, all while getting access to exclusive events. From travel accommodations, Bill's Backers parties, catered tailgates, and game tickets, we take care of it all. Check us out at fansofbuffalo.com and book your next away game with the best.
2: up, everyone? I am the big old Jerry Ostrowski down here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She is Sarah Larson out in Miami, Florida, and we make up the Line to Gain show here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. We're here every week on Wednesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. We talk bills. We talk a little college football at the end we have a good time. And Sarah, what is going on? How you doing? Not
3: much. Sorry about the intro for everybody who was watching. I was like doing a little remix, I guess. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Definitely the remix. I, li- I kind of uh, liked it. I kind of yeah, liked yeah. it. I had no problems right. with
3: it. Yeah, well, but you know, no. just nothing much going on. Just, you know, <laughs> traveling like always, you know, I should say nothing much, you know, traveling every weekend. But
2: <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that off the air about Sarah's rest habits. Yeah, she not have much time to rest. She finds her. her, her I think you just sort of go ahead and buy an airplane, Sarah. Buy buy there, a piece of an airplane. I,
3: if I could afford that, it would be amazing. <laughs> well,
2: if you hit that lottery that we were talking about, you can yes. go ahead and get you a piece.
3: And for the uh, net jets it, or something. Yeah. So I just to let everyone know, like I literally ran out. Uh, probably about like eight thirty seven ish to To go get the the Powerball because I completely forgot to get one earlier, and I was actually joking with somebody yesterday that you know if I win I'll give you this blah blah blah. So then I'm like I gotta go get this ticket, and I got back three minutes before we went live. So uh, um, I hope that it's some good karma. I mean, come on, it would be nice. I mean, it's almost a billion dollars. So
2: <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I you know I'm I. The I don't like to gamble really, and I don't really play the lottery much. I I must admit, and if I knew it was over a billion dollars, I would probably, I would probably I think it's go quite ahead and, over
3: it. I think it's like near. It. I think it's like nine, like eight hundred and something, or 900 Like yeah, I didn't even check. I just
2: and see, so you're in one of the states. You're in one of the states that always wins.
3: Well, I'm in one of the states that doesn't tax. <laughs> with the, somebody with from the Florida tax.
2: always wins, right? <laughs> Nobody from Oklahoma wins. They never. <laughs> No, they're never like we found the winning ticket was bought at the Starvin' Marvin's in Jay, Oklahoma. I mean you guys do Powerball, though?
3: Do you guys have a...
2: Yeah, yeah, we do have that. Do? We have Powerball. We do all that stuff. I mean, we got casinos. I mean, we, we've got the worst roads in America, and we have one of the worst educational systems in America, and all that was supposed to be solved with gambling and the lottery, and m- amazingly, it hasn't done anything. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Complete shocker. But, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about last week's game. Uh, big win for the Bills, 37-3 <laughs> to three over Washington. Sarah was there, and um, she can give us a little bit of background on what's going on there. Uh, we'll get into some stats. We'll get into snow uh, you critiques. We'll talk about some of the some of the players and what they did this past weekend. Then we'll get into a little bit of what we got going on this week, which yeah. is Miami comes to town. Um I'll tell you. You want to talk about a, a build-up for a game, and for once, you know, for once, we're not talking about the Bills, uh, you know, as being the huge favorite. The onus has been all put upon the Dolphins. Right. I know we'll I mean, we're,
3: Vegas has us right. as a favorite. Right. But. We're a
2: favorite, but it's still, if you listen to the narrative, um, people aren't really talking about Buffalo. They're talking about. The speed of the Dolphins, seventy points. Um yeah. their they head coach. Keep, they can
3: keep it us uh, keep it hush hush. I'm okay. I like I like Buffalo being the underdogs as much as we can throughout the season. I let us be the secret.
2: Exactly. So we'll talk about that. But last week Bills again went thirty seven to three. Josh Allen, very yeah. um, uh, very workmanlike day. Yeah. 20 of 32, 218 yards a touchdown he did throw one interception, a very Josh Allen like interception. When when you ever notice this, a lot of Josh Allen's interceptions are described as punt like.
3: Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you saw my my tweet. And actually it was kind of funny because it was the exact opposite of what uh Jay Spence tweeted pretty much at the same time we were exactly the opposite i he was like i hate this narrative and i'm like in the end it was probably better than a punt because you know the punt could have been run you know run back i get the narrative i get all that i get the stat line we don't want interceptions for josh and whatnot it didn't hurt me as much i think what what ticked me off more during the the game was the call on fourth and one um where we decided to try to throw it um Uh, I mean, the whole, the whole, time. Josh was in shotgun. The, the whole play to me was screaming, you know, pass, 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 pass. And to get it knocked down instead of just running the ball, that, that ticked me off more than throwing that, that pass. I think he was told to just let it go and what happens happens.
2: Well, let me ask you this and I can't remember exactly. Do we have a back in the backfield?
3: You know, I think he was um, split right to the side, um, but the The way that it looked was everyone else was um in spread offense. So it right. Like, it but, but
2: the stupid. point I was trying to make was, was it a was it maybe an RPO?
3: I didn't to me and and someone else asked me the same thing. to me, it did not look like it from the second that ball hit his hand, he was going he was he was going past right. So again, maybe he maybe he it wasn't maybe it wasn't Dorsey that made the play call. Maybe it was Josh audibling at the line. I don't know. In the end, I just think it was the wrong play call. He
0: Christine,
2: could
3: literally fall forward for right. that one yard um if he lined up right under center. Just go under center, get the ball and freaking go. We we talked about it um the the week against um the Raiders. Why on I think it was fourth and goal, why didn't Josh try taking it in? Um Philadelphia has shown literally the indefensible play where they do the tush push thing. It, like if you guys aren't confident that Josh can muscle it in, then put a couple of people, put Reggie there, you know, put a couple of people behind him and push him forward.
2: See, He's that was my next that was my next question and this is what I don't understand. Everybody's been complaining about that play, right? I mean, it's a rugby basically it's a rugby play. Um, why when you have a 65 250 some pound quarterback are you not doing it too? That makes no right. sense to me and you're right. You put Reggie in the backfield you put Kincaid in the backfield or or Knox, whoever, and you go ahead and you get your first down. Everybody that complains about it, if you got the personnel, do it, right? I mean, it makes no sense to me. But anyway, so Josh, you know, while Josh's passing numbers were pretty, not, you know, nondescript, mm-hmm. he did have uh forty six yards rushing on three carries for a touchdown. Um James and Cook he slid. again. By yes, the way, I want he to I want
3: to call that out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> James Cook with a good game, 15 carries, 98 yards, digs, uh, eight receptions, 111. My man Gabe Davis, all he does is catch touchdowns, uh, one catch for 35 yards T D. And um, you guys can I was very
3: impressed. No, I was very impressed with with Gabe during the Raiders week. Right. Um I I feel I think what was he one of one of three or two of five or something? I don't remember. Like he he dropped like he didn't catch more than he caught is I guess my I should have looked up the stat line. But um, I don't know. Offensively, I I you know, and a lot of people are like, Sarah, why are you complaining? You know, we you know, we won 37 to three. Well, right. we were we were up 16 to zero at the beginning of the fourth quarter of a game that we looked like we were literally manhandling them, but it was a two score game. And there, the semantics of whether or not it's a two score game and whether or not, you know, you're going to get those, you know, two point conversions, regardless you, well, you can score twice with two two point conversions and they could have come, come back and, and tie granted our defense was the reason why we're not complaining. But if you look at the stat line but of Josh, Week one, we're against the Jets. Remove the interceptions, you know. Remove the turnovers, and you look at the the stat line against um, the the Commanders. We're praising him for the Commanders, and we were dissing him about the the Jets. And I get that there was the turnovers, but the the difference is the win. We won, so no one's complaining about how you know how the offensive performance was.
2: You know the funny thing about it is, though, when you look at it, and it's funny because Bills played well. They they it was basically a. Wa- I mean, I watched the game on my phone driving back from from Northern Illinois, um, so that's why I asked about that play. I didn't get a chance to really see in detail. I'm trying to drive 75 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour down the road with a phone up. You know, just Speed I got two. I got Steve. two kids in the back. I mean, it was. I was ready to boot everybody by Springfield, but. It was like when you – when you it was just a domination, right? It's almost like we (laughs) – I feel the Bills fans – it's almost like when they win this way, it's kind of like, eh, well, whatever. They're much more boisterous when they have issues. So I hope it's another ho-hum week when we play the Dolphins. I'm afraid it's going to be a rather – it's going to be a tough football game for the Bills, seeing what, what the Dolphins are doing. But defensively, you talked about it. Bernard, just a, f- a fabulous game. Five tackles, two sacks, and an interception. Um, Trey White, along with uh, Micah Hyde and uh, Epinesa, both had an- all had interceptions. And then you look at that defense, nine total sacks. Um, they flat got after it. Now, I did see a stat earlier in the first two games of the year. I believe the Bills were in the bottom part of the, of the league, maybe even in the bottom three, as far as blitz numbers, how many times blitzes were run. In this game with the young quarterback, it was almost completely different. It was a bit flipped. Um, McDermott got after them a little bit on defense. Yeah.
3: And, you know, someone actually put out a stat on uh Twitter that um McDermott's actually really good against first-year quarterbacks, but second-year quarterbacks, he hasn't been as good against so um it's actually a pretty you know it was pretty alarming the um the loss the number of losses to second year quarterbacks right. obviously some of them were um you know quarterbacks that now are proven to be um you know stars in the league but um so, you know it'll uh it, it goes to show that sometimes the past doesn't matter but um we uh we looked I thought we looked well, we looked aggressive is, is what I was thinking of saying we looked aggressive on defense and I hope that we continue it. Um, Obviously we can't be over aggressive against uh, the dolphins um, with, with their speed. Um, But against the the commanders, they, they had no answer for us. And commanders have, um, you know, one thing I will say, and, and I wanted to say this when we were talking about the offense and I forgot. One thing I wanted to say is the commanders have one of the best, you know, front fours in, in the league. Um, that's, that's a fact. Yeah. They, they have, you know, a very good front four. Um, so the fact that we still had over a hundred yards rushing, um, we had quite a bit more than that actually. Um, and that, you know, we, we still um, passed decently 218 yards, whatever it was in um, not so great weather. I'm I'm going to give the um the offense a little bit of of a pass. So, um the difference though th- there's going to be a big difference, you know, between last week and this week. So, the same the same thing um and I know we're not talking about the Dolphins yet, but the same reason why everyone's freaking out about the Dolphins against, you know, Denver and us against Commanders, they're going to be two very different matchups when we right. go against each other. So,
2: you know, I think the I think the thing is right now. If you look at the Bills offensively, their identity right now is kind of that that short to mid range passing game thing. We're not stretching the field as much as we have in the past. And you know, last year by the end of the season, it was almost like we were throwing the ball up trying to just make big plays. But they have so much going on, and I know that Kincaid didn't have the numbers that he that he that he had the week before but still having him in the game changes a lot of stuff. And I thought that – I think the Bills are doing a really good job. I like what Ken Dorsey's doing. Um, once again, another week of mixing it up and helping Spencer Brown where he needed to. I thought that uh, McGovern played really, really well this week. Another week that we don't talk about Torrance, and usually when you're not talking about offensive linemen, that means they're playing really, really well um, – Dion struggled a little bit again in the passing game, but I thought that he looked really good in the run game. Um, he's right now is uh, I didn't look at his PFF grade, but I think run game wise, he is he's he's playing much better. But um, obviously, that offensive line did a good job against the front four. That again was Sweat and Young, I mean, this is a very formidable front for right. the for the the Redskins. And that's the thing. I mean, I think it was a game where. It almost was like, I wouldn't say it was like the Cowboys playing the Cardinals because I think the, the Washington's a better football team than the Cardinals. And I think that they had the bills full attention and respect, but still it was like, it was a little nerved up. I mean, I don't know, Sarah, how the feeling was there in Washington. Obviously you were in a crowd and a ton of people there and just amazing how the bills fans travel. I mean, it was just stupid. I mean,
3: it, it was kind of stupid. Like we were walking walking through the um the you know different you know the what do you call it? The area be, you know between you know the entrance and going in. I can't think of oh, what you like
2: the I wouldn't say mezzanine but Yeah, yeah. but like that yeah. that area walking
3: yeah. through and like if I I will say one thing and I tweeted it out. This is the worst stadium I've been to and I've been to 21 at this right. point in time. So definitely worst stadium. Um, was no room to walk or anything. Um, but all I kept on hearing was, uh, commanders fans saying, what, holy hell, like what in the world is going on here? Right. And all you saw was a sea of blue. Um, in the end, I don't know, obviously none of us are going to know what the numbers are at all. And, and to know, you know, how many people, um, you know, were bills fans versus commanders fans, but that stadium was packed with bills fans like packed
2: and just to give you a little history Sarah I think it was 97 98 I actually played in that place um when it was when it was relatively new so that's how long it's been around um obviously the stories about Snyder and how he took care of the place are well documented um, they'll end up getting a new stadium their new ownership is really good and um you know they'll do the things they need to do and get the get the fans of the of the redskins the stadium that they deserve. But again, pretty uh workmanlike uh, performance by the bills. They went 37 to 3 over the Washington Commanders. Um you know, a guy that I have not mentioned and probably because his his eye black irritates me. But uh, uh Mr. Bass went 3 for 3 in bad weather and um he's turning out to be and it was when it was just like when we had Steve Christie
3: one you from fifty four as well. Yeah,
2: I mean he's got a leg and he kicks really well in bad weather. Yeah. Um, he is a weapon for the Bills. And uh, like I said, the one eye black just drives me mad. <laughs> I mean, really, like uh, you know, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Chili and and uh, T boz to walk out with him when he has his when he has his eye he's black a on. I, I, I know of you TLC. Yes, I know you got that reference. I don't yes,
3: know. Yes, I you, definitely if got you, that reference.
2: But um. But no, yeah, just, um, yeah. Tremendous. Did, and the punter did well too.
3: Yeah. He, uh, basted very well for my fantasy team. So I appreciate it if he's, uh, you know, listening. Thank you. <laughs> well,
2: let's talk about this week. We've got the, the, the arch rivals, the dreaded Miami dolphins coming into town. Right. Let me give you some numbers, Sarah. Let's just, well, just, before
3: you just... get into that, let me go ahead and, uh, and do the, yeah, the ad from our sponsor.
2: Yes. Yeah, sounds good.
0: It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Ficta and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Fichte Endel, and Elmer. We are focused on you. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: wanted to say real quick before we got into this week's game, Daryl came in, he wanted to give you a little message. Just wanted to say, fear the deer.
3: so mean. (laughs)
2: <laughs> everyone, everyone,
3: like, that says that they love me and that they're, like, my friends and everything, they came at me today on Twitter. The second Dame went to – Dame, if those people who don't know, Damian Lill, uh, Lillard was rumored to be uh, traded to the Miami Heat for most of the season or most of the offseason, and he was traded to the Bucks, which – makes my life a living hell because i already you know have a hard time with the bucks because of giannis i love giannis but i i love him i wish he was on the you know west coast not well they were it,
2: they it were getting my so. hopes up they were getting my hopes up this morning talking about him possibly landing in philly i'm like man i'd love that
3: Yeah, but so obviously
2: that did not in the happen. end
3: everyone's coming at me i'm a little i'm um I'm, I'm heartbroken and um You know, I actually muted some of the words today on Twitter because I didn't want to see it anymore. (laughs)
2: Well, you should have done what I did. I just finally got sick of social media and I was way too much into it, so I went ahead and turned it off. So, my 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 X is off. So, and I'm not having any issues with that. But anyway, let me run some numbers by you. Miami Dolphins coming to town. This is last week's some of last week's offensive output. Um, Tua 23 of 26 309 yards four touchdowns no interceptions okay you got um uh, how how do you pronounce my man's name Akane? Achani I don't know
3: who
2: you're um Achani the receiver for the Miami Dolphins even the eight, running back or, I'm sorry the running back excuse me not yeah. not receiver running back Achani 18 carries 203 yards 11.3 yards a carry uh his longest was 67 yards um he had two TDs uh moss mostert was uh 13 mostert was uh, 13 for 82 he had three tds brooks had 66 receiving tyreek hill by the way folks if you um dig around a little bit tyreek gave his uh tyreek gave his after the nfl career wishes today have you did you hear it
3: no, I okay. thought you were going to talk about how he was basically saying that, you know, Bills fans aren't.
2: No, Tyreek, Ty- Ty- I don't, I, he's, Tyreek is Tyreek, but, um, pronounced A-Chain. Thank you very much, Daryl. I appreciate you. I'm old oh, and yeah. I don't know names.
3: I was, I was waiting to, before to have you stop before I you know was say excuse something. excuse me. A-Chain. And,
2: yep. and by the way, I will let you in since Daryl already called it. This is what our man wants to do when he, um, retires. From oh. the NFL and um he talked about that on the podcast today. But I that guy Tyreek Hill, 9 receptions, 157 yards and a TD. Uh Chosen had one reception, 68. Um I mean the list goes on and on and on. Um talking about They are they are I mean. they are the new they are the team to talk about right now. I mean Yeah. the innovate I- the innovation the speed and I'm
3: not going to discredit McDaniels. I mean, the, the innovation's crazy. Well, don't because
2: the last people that discredited them got 70 put on them. Yeah. And by the way, this is interesting. That's not happening. Last time that for only, there's only been four times that 70 points or more have been scored in the NFL. Okay. The last time that happened 1962 or 1964, and I I want to know if 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 he if he knew that he was three points away from breaking the record, would he have not put a knee, taken a knee and would he try to kick it to to get the record because they were in about forty some yard field goal. Kick it, you're going to
3: have, yeah, you're going to have half the people saying that, you know, it was overkill to begin with. And then you're going to have half the people say, no, you go and get the record. I don't care. In the end, you know, they scored 70. Uh, they, they played their, you know, their butts off to the point where they, they literally took out their whole starting lineup and had their backups and they're catching 68 yard touchdowns. So, you know, I can't say much. The what i will say um before we dive into this any further is it is not happening against the spills defense it is not that there's they are not putting up 70 points now do i think they're going to put up some points of course you know um we've been there before with with the dolphins i think it'll go back and forth back and forth back and forth until the time runs out and in the end you know, I I just want to say, Dolphins fans saying that you know this is um this is going to be a you know cakewalk. Bills fans saying this is going to be a cakewalk. I think we're all you know we can all root on our team, but we need to be a little realistic. Our defense is very good. Our offense hasn't quite got kicking the way you know we we would want. I I'm gonna say that. I mean, we were against the Raiders. So let's let me put that out there. Um, but we haven't quite gotten to that point where i feel, you know, confident um in how the offense is operated, but i feel like the next week's going to be, you know, the week that that, that happens. just well, I mean, how hell, josh I, operates against the I went the to work
2: monday. I went to work monday and ran into one of the guys that that i know that works for another company and of course he comes strolling in with his dolphins hat on and he just commences to start talking major gas. Oh gosh. And I get, and I'm, and I'm just letting him have his thing. And I, I'm walking through the door to go to the ORs and he hits me with a, yeah, we going to score 70 blanking points on you too. And I said, I just did the old majorette, put the heel in the ground and snapped around and I, it it got a little ugly, but I will say this. I like that our teams are good. And we're back ugly again with each other. Not just, oh well, we're playing the sorry dolphins, uh, easy game. I think it's good that the that the, the rivalry is back.
0: Yeah. Um, I
3: do too. I mean, I will say that when we when we're talking about you know this game coming up, I think that there's a couple things that we need to look at. Number one, um, how does our offense respond? How do you know how do we um go out there and you know, can Josh find, you know, obviously Stefan Diggs has looked brilliant in all three games. Um, but nobody else has really, really stepped up. So we need other people to step up. Yes. Gabe did in the Raiders game. I, I, I see your, your name is Bernard slash (laughs) Davis 2024. So I will still give Davis credit for that. Um, and the touchdown catch that he had against the commanders, that was pretty. I mean, it was so pretty and the way he like took the ball and like put it over the, I was just, I enjoyed it. Um, so I I look at it and I say you know I don't think the Dolphins defense is as good as they expected to be. And granted, well, you're it's right. Three games in,
2: and it was one of the things I'm going to talk about. What I think the key to the game is going to be, and that key is last week against a sorry Dol- a sorry Denver team, and against a quarterback that has no clue and is washed, and an offensive line that's not very good that had some of their starters go. Um, one sack last week is all the Dolphins had. One sack. And I I mean Daryl made a comment earlier, and I agree with Daryl. And this is the thing I've been chirping on about the defense. If they do have a weakness, I don't think we're very fast in the back end. And I don't I think we're a little bit old. I know that there's people that that don't agree with me, Spence, but you know, um, relationships and fandom aside, I think that we're not we're not fast back there, and that's a mismatch. So we're going to have to get to the quarterback and we know two is fragile and I don't care how many jujitsu classes he's taken. I don't know if (laughs) I don't give a damn if he rolled around with Hoyce Gracie, you know, the father of jujitsu. Um, if you hit him, he's going to break because weak things break. And, um, the bills need to get after this quarterback like they did last week. Yeah. And that's a huge key for us this week.
3: Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to shout out because, uh, you know, we were talking about Bernard and how much of a, you know, great game he had against the commanders. Um, it's going to be, um, <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> the <It's a> one-eyed <laughs> black. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I, I expect to see, um, you know, Bernard. Let's let's see what he can do because we we complained a lot about, you know, Edmonds when it was against teams that have the the fast um, receivers or fast back. So let's see what Bernard can do. Um, but will it even ever get to that, you know, that level? Do you know? Will um, well? Here's you know, the thing, and I put this out on yeah, yeah, and I put Go this
2: ahead. on I put this on Twitter this week and. The people that have really low reading comprehension scores blasted me for my comparison between uh, Edmonds and Bernard, and if they'd have read the the because I'm not one to go out there and just talk gas about our players, Um, I don't believe in it. But I will critique things the way I see them, and I will put them in a tactful manner. Um, You know, in our old defense, Edmonds was was really really good at playing Tampa two. And he was a really good see ball, get ball guy. Um, the comment I made was he is an elite tackler on his his side of the line of scrimmage. So, of course, I get, yeah, he leads the league in tackles when it's 25 yards downfield and jumping on. I'm like, did you read the words? Right. His side of the line of scrimmage basically implies that, right? Meaning he wasn't a blitzer and a downhill guy. Bernard is a slasher. And if you watch him on film, he does a really good job of finding creases, being able to to retrace down the line. He gets past the heels of the offensive lineman. You know, he he can make some plays just because he is really able to get through trash quickly. Now, he does have a weakness of getting swallowed up by big linemen sometimes if, you know, the the D line's not keeping guys off of him. But I think they're they're just so stylistically different, right? Can, my question, to you Sarah, is when you look at the defense and what they do, and knowing what McDermott wants to do, you compare Leslie Frazier, who who beats the Dolphins last you know last year in December, playing a conservative cover two style of defense, keep everything in front. Now you got McDermott running. You know he likes to run a lot of blitzes. He likes to get his defensive linemen in gaps and upfield does that scare you more than the latter? Because this is a team that's so fast. If you're trying to, if you're trying to hold guys one-on-one, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be tough. It's yeah. Going to be tough. I
3: hope we, I hope we have someone that's kind of, you know, set there for like contained just in case, whether or not that's going to work. um, You know, that's what happens when you're aggressive though. If, if you're aggressive and, and you don't tackle, you miss a tackle, they're too fast and they slip past you, whatever it is, you're going to have to have someone there to clean it up. So, um, I'm hoping that the, you know, they're game planning for that. Um, what I was saying earlier about, um, about Taryn is I think he's going to be a very big factor in, um, in this game. And then Marcus, uh, p- uh put on here, um, do we see Elam, uh, getting activated this game? I, I personally, um, I'm a little concerned about him getting, uh, you know, getting him activated because he hasn't played in a game yet this season, but I think that you have to activate him. Um, so we have depth there because you, you know, God forbid, I should knock on wood right away. Um, something happened to one of our corners, um, you you don't want you know Cam Lewis going in as you know our our emergency you know cornerback at that point. So I think we might actually you know take away a wide you know a wide receiver or um, we might go you know a little thin um, somewhere else whether it's you know offensive line or or um, right. I, I don't even know where else we could at this point probably a wide receiver and we're going right. to probably have um, him in there uh, active as corner.
2: But the deal is this, is this, to me, this is why Brandon Bean and McDermott drafted Elam. He was a press man corner that has right. top ends, that has elite speed, right? He was he was drafted to play in games like right. this Sunday.
3: And he so, has played against Tyreek pretty pretty darn well in right. the past. So.
2: Right, so to me, this is a game that, this is why they brought him in, right? Um, so he needs to be active and he needs to play. Who sits right? Is it, you know, is it like you said, somebody from another position group? Is it Dane Jackson? Um, are we kidding ourselves and putting Reggie? I mean, obviously, Reggie does a lot in special teams, but you got Kincaid now, Kincaid can do the same stuff that Reggie does. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just brainstorming, but
3: yeah, he the needs thing with Reggie play is play this our- week our coverage team on, uh, on, you know, kick returns and and punt returns hasn't been all that great yet. So, um, this season I was just looking at it earlier today. So I hope that, you know, we can, um, we could figure out, you know, that's the problem when everybody's healthy, when everybody's healthy, it's like, who do you, who do you inactivate, you know, but,
2: um,
3: you know, personally, you know, Cam Lewis, obviously another special teams guy, he can, in a pinch, um replace, you know, Taryn. He can you know come in as a safety if he needs me. Um, but you know, do they, you know, do they keep all four um safeties active? You know, maybe, you know, maybe we uh have Hamlin inactive again for this game. Um, I don't see a problem with that. Uh so uh we'll see how it ends up, you know, shaking out. But I do think he should be active. The question is, is he active and does he start? That to me is your question.
2: I don't know if Elam starts, but I think he maybe may I don't know maybe he's the maybe they make him the nickel guy this week. Maybe they change things up and they say, okay, you're going to run with him man to man to take one person away, and we'll play. Uh, you
3: can't take Taron you know, out of that. Taron you know. is like has literally been one of the best. Um, I'm I'm going to say one of the best corners. Not not necessarily just nickel corners. He has been you know crazy good this season I know it's only three games but well, when um, I say
2: when I when I said that I didn't necessarily mean taking him out of the game I'm just oh, saying okay. are you going to come up with different wrinkles to get guys on the field <laughs> you know I'm not,
3: sorry I laughed this one made me laugh out loud Ralph is a uh, uh, Ralph Wilson senior is yes. on a uh a, a, you know comedian stroll here today he said sit Martin and never punt I like it I like it it works but I think me. that
2: I think that you got to look at this game this week. And I guess did Phillips play last week for for Miami? I can't remember if I think he might have. He did he had Phillips? been hurt. Not the the defense the defensive end that's been out for Miami. Oh,
3: I don't know. I, um, I, I what did really, and fit. I rewatched I rewatched gives, the Miami game. It was they gives to us watch.
2: fits. They gives us absolute fits. Oh, um, the
3: the hurricane.
2: Yeah, what's my man's name? Phillips. Come on. Yeah, Phillips as I thought and then you got wilkins as well bills need to control the ball they need to run the ball cooks needs to be involved this is a big game, this is a big game for kincaid this is another reason they drafted him for games like this um <laughs>
3: that's wilkins
2: yes yes but um but no, I think the key defensively is we're going to have everyone to be via able... podcast.
3: I'm sorry. They're probably like, what the heck is going on? Because we're laughing at all the comments that are coming through.
2: People yeah, are being silly. And I'm flips. not I'm, not, you, not, I'm not
3: verbalizing them. I'm just laughing at them.
2: Thank you, Triggs. Appreciate that. But no, they're gonna have to be able to get to the quarterback without blitzing. Um they're gonna have to be able to get to the quarterback without bringing extra points. Wow. Well, if you blitz, you got you're where? You're man to man in a lot of spots. But and I, I they're think gonna, they, they're going to beat man to man. You got to yeah, be able I mean, to mix it up.
3: And Waddle is going to come back. That he was he was full participant today. So right. So I have... don't think
2: that it's I don't think it's necessarily you never blitz. But if you're going to go out there and think you're going to blitz every down, and you're going to have oh, a no. ton of success, it's not going to work. You're going to have to you're to have to play honest. And and you're you're just hoping that it's not one play, two plays touch the touch the pad on the goalpost. I mean, you you know you want to make them maybe work a little bit for it. Um, and those types of things. There was a
3: couple of plays, um, that, uh, I watched, (laughs) I was watching, uh, of Leonard Floyd, um, where, you know, he literally was, you could tell like one play would happen and like the next play, it's like, he was timing it like so perfectly well. I don't know if it was because Washington wasn't doing a good job, uh, disguising or if he just got into their heads enough that he, he literally could, you know, figure out the play. Um, but th- those are the moments that I'm like, if you, like, if they could figure out that, you know, that snap count or whatever it's going to be, go for it. And I, I hope that we do put some pressure on Tua. He does get rid of the ball super fast. We all know this, you know, his release is really quick. So we're right. going to need to pressure him a little bit. Um, They have a, they have a good running game as well. So we're going to have to make sure that we keep all facets uh, under check.
2: I, I did see something this past weekend in the, in the Washington game that, that made me a little bit giddy. And it just showed that the difference in philosophies between McDermott and Frazier and talking about trying to use your players' strengths to help them. But when they come out on third down and Ed Oliver's in a two-point stance and he rushes out of a two-point stance and wins, I thought that was awesome. And
3: Oliver's looked good all three games so far. Because
2: he's been freed up. I think McDermott's realized the worst thing you can do. Ed, yeah, Ed's big, he's strong, but Ed's not a Ed's not a two gap run stuffer. Ed makes his living on hold on a second. <clears throat> Ed makes his living on the opposing team's side of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Mostly. You know, three yards behind. You know, much further behind the other team's line of scrimmage than his own. Keep
3: on making those plays, then.
2: You know, and I think yeah. that's what it is. I think I think McDermott's freed him up. Yeah. Um he's shooting Marcus, gaps and all yeah. that stuff.
3: Marcus just put kind of my my key of the game. You got to make you got to make tackles. I think that. Um, we're going to try not to let anything go, go deep. Um, and everything that, you know, we, we do give them, we're going to have to, um, ensure that we, we stop it quick. We got to, you know, uh, make the tackle and make sure that the, the tackles complete because, um, that was what my biggest complaint I think was last year is I never felt like we finished tackles.
2: I haven't looked on, um, the stats. I'd like to see what two is, two is passer rating was against pressures. And I should have looked at that before the show.
3: Has anyone actually pressured him yet this season?
2: That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know.
3: I mean, I, I've I've rewatched all three games that they played. The first game against um uh LA, against the Chargers, I felt like that was more LA screwing up than than the Dolphins winning. It was thirty eight thirty five. Um you know, a lot of back and forth, but I, I feel like the Chargers, like in good charger fashion, screwed that one up. Um and and someone tweeted out uh I think yesterday. Um it was a it was a Dolphins fan, so I took a, a little bit with a grain of salt. But at the same time I was like really um they said that this is the um the dolphin or the Bills first um, actual uh, tests this year, but this isn't the Dolphins. And I'm like, wait a second, you guys beat who? Do, like, you you beat an O and uh, now and uh, granted, the Patriots just won, but they were O and one when you beat them. You beat an O and two Denver team now O and three, and you beat now a one and two Chargers team that um that started off the you know obviously when you start off the season you're both Oh, and O, but like. Who, where was your guys' competition here? I'm, am, but they're calling the Patriots an elite defense, which, you know, the Patriots have a decent defense. I'm not saying, I, I won't call them elite yet. They have an elite brain at the head of it, um, you know, with Bill Belichick. But I don't see where the, the actual competition here has been and the challenge has been for, uh, for the Dolphins yet. And then you got the Bills who, you know, every team that they have played, again, other than the Jets, um, has had a, a winning record. So Bronco
2: Broncos are straight trash. Trash. Yeah. I, just, so. I mean, it's it's I can't believe how bad they are. Yeah. And I can't believe how bad Russell Wilson is. So that thing's not, not gonna not get better. Good. But no, and, I but mean he that's still through
3: for three hundred yards.
2: I know. Uh, it just <laughs> makes no sense to me. But he's still just uh, it, there's something about him right now that just is he's like a, I don't know. He's kind of a, it's, it's almost a Debbie Downer situation. He When he shows up, it's just kind of like. Meh, meh.
3: Marcus said that he has 135 passer rating against the blitz.
2: There you if go. That's
3: true. That's okay. Then we're yeah, not blitzing. That's, that's what
2: I'm saying. <laughs> a guy gets the ball. out. It, with... How
3: many, how many blitzes has it, has it been? Is it, you know, are we talking about one blitz? Or are we talking about, you know, two Like.
2: Right. But That's here's the thing that makes though. me feel this is the thing that makes me feel good, but the problem is it's not Leslie Frazier. It's my it's it's Sean McDermott. And I know that sounds crazy, right? But Frazier, for some reason, other than when he decided to play our guy 10 to 15 yards off the best tight end in the NFL in the playoff game, um they played Kansas City well. And this is a Kansas City style. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Tons of shallow routes, tons of, of, of drags across the field. I mean, it's, you know, call him a genius. Call him what you want. It's a copycat league, and they're copying a lot of what Kansas City does. Um, it's yeah. stuff that Tyreek knows. The difference is, I think, that he does a really good job in the run game. You know, it's not just a compliment. You know, it seems sometimes a right. run game in Kansas City is a compliment. He does want to run the ball. And get physical. But, you know, these little shallow routes and stuff, when you bring guys, you know, it's tough. The thing that'll be interesting to me is if they, I haven't seen us do this yet. I need to talk to Fina and ask Fina because he, he probably saw this um, and, and, and probably saw this where I didn't. If we run any zone blitzes, if we will bring some, if we'll bring a linebacker and drop, because we are athletic up front, we can drop Groot. Groot's a huge dude, right? Imagine dropping Groot into the drop zone to play, you know, the hook or the quick slant. Um, you know, I think that could help us mix things up. But if we think we're going to go out there and be aggressive every play and blitz, you saw what it said, yeah. what, 136? I mean, it's not going to be good.
3: Yeah. And he said that against Denver, he was seven for eight for 114 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to take that again with a little bit of a grain of salt because it was against Denver's defense. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. But the one thing I I am a little bit nervous about is because, again, I've watched all three of the games. Uh, I rewatched them. I put myself through that torment um, for uh, for the watching the Dolphins games. And to me, the biggest thing is, is they're they're methodical going down the field and if you can stop them you can really stop them like they didn't they didn't score much um their, the second game of their their season um against uh, the patriots at all um it wasn't you know was a high scoring game it was a you know low scoring uh you know pretty much defensive game but the biggest thing that um they do is their big playability. So we need to make sure that we are constantly covering that because right. we can't have these 68-yard touchdown passes because that, was, that just no. takes – that guts yeah. you. It takes everything out of you.
2: I was going to make that comment, and that's a, you're We're on the same wavelength on that. And by the way, I think you might be right, uh, Trek reviewer. I appreciate that. AJ's interception I think might have been a zone blitz. I have to look at it. It was either a stop the rush and play defense or it was a true zone blitz. But you're 100% correct, and I, I agree with you. Um, that's the one thing about. I thought that was the one thing Leslie Frazier's defense did really, really well, is they got people on the ground. Right? They might get twenty-five, they might get thirty, but they're not going seventy. And you start playing playing that
3: far off, right? Exactly.
2: Exactly. It does
3: bend, but don't break.
2: Right. And that. Yeah. It. But it. It wins a lot of games. It like I told you a million times. It wins a ton of games. It's like. You know, my analogy about blackjack, right? Not taking a hit on six or less. It wins a lot of games. I don't think it wins the big games because it is too conservative. You need some aggression. You need to take some chances. That's what worries me about this game. I mean, if we blitz and we're sitting in whatever, we try to play man or quarter or something, and we get through the first line, do we have the speed in the back end to get guys on the ground? I'm not sure we do. So it'll be, that'll be a big deal.
3: Before we head into our, our football our uh, college football talks, uh, do you have a prediction?
2: Yes, I do.
3: What's your prediction?
2: Bills 34, Dolphins 31.
3: Okay. So it's it's close to mine. I uh, I had said the other day 28 24, but the more I, I thought about it, I've changed it to 31 27. So Bills, obviously. I I right. really think at home we're gonna we're gonna win. And we're going to cover the the point spread, too, which is now three, by the way. So. All right. So uh, let's take a moment and listen to our uh, our college football uh, ad read and then we can get into that
1: segment. All right. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net.
2: All right, we got a college football segment, folks. And um, if you want to, you still can. Um, if you go on to uh, CBS Sports app, um, Sarah puts the information up. You have it on your what? On your Facebook page, Sarah? Is that correct? It's on
3: uh, – no, it's on uh, the Line of Gains Twitter page.
2: All right, it's on the Line of Gains Twitter page, but you can sign up for the college pick Uh Sarah picks 10 games every week. Um, you pick against the spread. And um, results I, I, I'm I, – I'm – This is what I hate about the spread, right?
3: (laughs) Yes, because, you know, actually, let's. I want to talk about something quick um, before we get into this. And I'm actually going to remove this uh, for a moment. Um, So on Saturday, I am watching the the, uh, Ohio State uh, versus Notre Dame game. And I just so happened to be sitting right next to Eric Wood. If anyone's on Twitter, then follow me. They probably saw the picture. Um, And, you know, he's talking to his friend and I'm talking to my friend and we're, you know, going back and forth and it's three seconds left third down um, literally on the one, one yard line. I was like, at this point you just run the ball. It doesn't matter. you like run the ball. You don't need to stop the clock. You don't need to run the ball. And as I said it, they were you know, they ran the ball as Eric is pretty much sitting there saying, you know, well, yeah, I guess you could run the ball right now. Like to his friend, so it's funny they get they get the touchdown and he's like that deserves a you know a fist bump and he you know and he fist bumps me and then he, um he comes over uh and you know starts talking and I told him I you know of course I got to name drop Jerry you know it's you know <laughs> I uh had to name drop Jerry and everything else and um he was like well now we need to take a picture and so I send Jerry the pitcher and I uh start telling, you know, talking a little trash to Jerry. He's like, well, at least someone picked the right, um, the right uh team. And I'm like, wait, yeah, he's right. He's right. But then I thought about it. I'm like, the spread was three and a half.
2: I know the spread was three they and a half. won
3: by three, so Here's I still won.
2: <laughs> Here's the problem. Some of us got the line lower than three and a half. <laughs> Some of well, us were able to get that line lower than three and a half. Yeah. Well, when, no, I, I, I. When
3: they dropped, it was three and a half.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was three yes. and a half, and then so, we got to listen to the 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 rant times two, the rant two point oh.
3: So yes, I still got that right, but that was an amazing game. I I mean, it was a really good game. It was a right. very defensive, you know, game. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm more convinced now that Ohio State doesn't quite know what they have at quarterback yet. Um than i was you know nice. previous even though they won i still don't think that they really know um what they what they have uh they don't look confident um at all uh in in every past play and stuff so uh mccord is not stroud um hopefully he'll get there as the the year goes on for that team i can't stand ohio state so i'm just being political right now um but realistically those are the two teams that I hate the most other than Florida state. So um, it was kind of fun watching them battle back and forth, but um, well,
2: the deal is though Ohio state has lived with the running quarterback for how many years? And now they got one that kind of sits in the pocket and throws it. Right.
3: Yeah. It's a that's very where, that's where the
2: difference is. I mean, Ohio state's always been a team that has just thrived on its athleticism and now it's, it's a little bit different. So I think that has to do with a lot of, why they're uh while they're having some issues but no I um I don't, I can't I went six and four this week
3: yeah it I went reputable. eight and two I went of eight course you
2: did because you just sit and look <laughs> at freaking lines all day and like read analyze stuff <laughs> no. and i uh, I do my picks like in between cases. Yeah. I like sit there no, and go bang, bang, it's bang, not the bang, case, bang.
3: But uh thank you for your confidence in me. Yes. No, um, you know, college football is one of those things that you you just never know. If one week it looks, you know, uh, that's what's fun about it. You're gonna watch college football. Um, and I know a lot of people on here don't, you know, don't necessarily watch college football or some are just starting. Um, but that's what's fun with college football. Most of the time, the spreads are twenty-two to you know thirty points, and right. it's crazy, ridiculous because you got this you know big Power Five team going against some little rinky-dink school that has no business going against each other. Um, and those are the games that are like, eh. but then you have these little ones in between that like you're you get really surprised with. And, like we had week one with Oklahoma, um, or with not Oklahoma with uh Colorado, um, you had Texas killing Alabama, you know, week one. So you have those, you know, games where you're not quite so sure, you know, and and that's what but makes hey, it fun.
2: But, hey, last week, I'll, I'll put this in Italian terms that you'll understand. If I had any couillons, I'd have bet <laughs> everything I owned on Oregon. I picked, I mean, that to me was the easiest pick of the week.
3: And that's Oregon, and the, Oregon that lane one that 21
2: and a half. Oregon lane 21 and a half, I was like, if I had the stones, I'd have gone and just put everything, my retirement, all of it, the dog. Yeah. And that was actually one I lost because
3: I've been on the bandwagon. I've been on the Colorado bandwagon. I felt like they were going to still lose, but I felt like, they, you know, Deion wasn't going to let his team get blown out like that. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. Dead wrong.
2: But no, I, I just, you know, last week I picked, I, I took your Florida State Seminoles. Who, by the way, dropped? No, from not four my to Florida five. State
3: Seminoles. Don't know. I can't stand Florida State. They
2: dropped from four to five. They beat. They beat Clemson. That's how. That's how well thought of Clemson is right now. Yeah. They go and beat Clemson and Clemson, and they drop a spot, right?
3: Well, uh, they, they also did not look great against Clemson for most of that game. They
2: haven't looked great all year, but they find ways to win, you know.
3: Well, Florida State has looked pretty. pretty decent decent,
2: but they haven't looked like amazing like when you're thinking the top five like right now when i look at the teams in the top 10 the team that's at number seven they to me look better than anybody yeah i've seen those cats live i mean that's 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 a that's a a a freak show i mean it's so anyways
3: right so this is the new ap poll um the the hurricanes did move up from from 20 to 18 i am proud of that they are now four and oh um, but they do not have a game this week, so um, they will remain that way. Duke is surprising a lot of people at 4 Um, They have a test this week, though, uh, so will they remain uh, undefeated? I don't quite know. Um because
2: Notre Dame this week.
3: Yeah, and then USC, um, you know, to me, they got a great offense. It's ridiculous how good their offense is, obviously led by C- Caleb Williams, but they have no defense. Their They're defense the same is team
2: terrible. they were when they were in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's the same thing. I don't know what it is about Lincoln Riley. and Like I said, he's, he's soft. Yeah. I mean, he's just – and the team is that way. And they they bring Grinch in to run this what they call speed defense, right?
3: All right. I'm, so now I'm going to put up the, the picks for this week Um, and give some context behind it. So uh, first game we have Utah against Oregon State. Um, Utah is ranked 10th. Oregon State is 19th. It is at Oregon State. I am the one person that picked Oregon State. Um, I. Well, because there are.
2: You like the colors, probably, I bet.
3: No, I honestly, I always pick against Utah. So, Utah, Utes, to all the Utes, you're welcome. Every time I pick against you, you guys win. So, um, this is going to end up at, like I'm going to end up losing. Um, but I've looked at, I, I kind of looked at the. Um, the resume of the games that they've had so far, Utah just hasn't jumped out. Now, they're a more a defensive team, obviously. I just don't know if they're going to be able to, at home, outpace what Oregon can do on offense.
2: And amazingly amazingly enough, Sarah, I make a lot of my picks on physicality. And I like the physicality of the Utes. I mean, they play tough football. Um, they get after it. So that's why I chose them. I, I watched Oregon State play Washington State, which was another sneaky, really good game. Yeah. Uh, last week but uh, i like the uh i definitely like the utes
3: ralph with the the jokes continuing he said well North, will uh notre dame have 11 guys on the field this week two plays in a row they um they only had 10 that 10 was so
2: embarrassing yeah and then they're That's like scary. oh well we're gonna have a they're gonna make up a call to signal if they only have i'm like are you kidding me
3: count <laughs> <laughs> all right the next game is uh number 22 florida which Came into the season looking ridiculous and terrible um, for the first game of the season, but they have won now three in a row. This was my hardest um,
2: game to pick, by the way.
3: So they are taking on Kentucky. I am still not convinced that Florida is a good a good team yet. Like, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a top 25 team. Um, I think Kentucky is 4-0. Um, that wasn't why I picked them. It was a little bit because it's at home. Um, and Florida's—they've struggled um, quite a bit, uh, you know, this this season. So I picked um, Kentucky. At least um, I, I just—I feel like they can at least cover the spread. So
2: I—I right. like Kentucky. I like Mark Stoops, but I there's just something right now about Florida that I like, and so I chose them laying the points. All right.
3: And then uh, we got Clemson and Syracuse, both. Syracuse is is undefeated 4 0, but they haven't really played anybody. Um, Clemson is just, you know, has lost both of their losses, has been to um, ranked teams, but um, they just have not looked great. And to have Florida State come in and beat them, you know, in Death Valley, like it's just not right. But most people think that they're not, there's no way they're going to lose two straight. Um, Maybe it's a little bit of, you know, me going with the hometown with, uh, with Syracuse. Um, but they're also the underdogs. So I'm, you know, they're given six and a half points. So that's why yeah. I picked Syracuse.
2: Yeah. I like the Q's in the six and a half, my good friends, the offensive line coach up there, Steve Farmer, they're doing a hell of a job and, um, I do. I like, I like Syracuse in this one. Clemson is just lost. I mean, yeah, I've never I thought agree. I'd, I, they're just lost.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, the next game texas a&m at, um at arkansas um i think texas a and uh you know looking really good other than their loss to to miami so um i'm you know picking them granted it's not at home um it looks like you picked arkansas with the with
2: the points I took Arkansas on the points I mean I watched that game down in Death Valley um, good friend of mine um, his son Luke has is a true freshman that had two touchdowns and a two-point conversion for the Razorbacks this uh, weekend in in Baton Rouge um, if you can go to Baton Rouge and play that well um, you can play at home that well too and and like you hate the the uh, Florida State Seminoles I cannot stand Jimbo Fisher and in, in A&M
3: well, I don't so like Jimbo, but taking. yeah, I definitely, uh, Jimbo goes back to my, the Florida State days. Um, next Arkansas name,
2: sneaky US... good, sneaky good.
3: All right. Well, we'll see how that one works out. Uh, U.S. number eight, USC against Colorado. <laughs> um, I, you know, at least you agreed with me this week. Um, I feel like USC doesn't have the defense to um, to stop right. Colorado completely. So I look to see, I, I still think USC is going to win. I just think that Colorado is going to cover the spread.
2: Um, And I I think the biggest thing for Colorado and what that Oregon game did is put them back into perspective. And I I think they've had a much better week of of preparation because we have not heard much out of Boulder. Yeah, it's been quiet. And um, been quiet. I think that's what they needed. And, again, I think Lincoln-Riley's soft. I think their defense is soft. I think Colorado probably doesn't win, but I think they'll cover the, the 22 points, 22 and a half.
3: All right. And then we got uh, Georgia and Auburn. So this one was hard for me. I look at Georgia and I don't see the same Georgia team. So I at Auburn and Auburn has looked pretty decent. They're giving them 14 and a half points. I picked it and it's probably crazy for me to pick it. I think I went a little bit more like overthinking this week than I normally do. Um, But I said, you know, Screw it! I've uh, I'm in the lead, so uh, I have a couple of games uh, lead that I can I can forfeit a couple of games here and there. But um, I I think that I think that Auburn could potentially cover. But again, that's because I personally haven't seen the same Georgia team.
2: The thing that make the thing that I will go with on this with you, okay? The one thing that I agree with is Georgia does not have the explosion on offense that they've had in in, in the recent years. They're not going to score a ton of points but neither is auburn they have no quarterback they have no wide receivers and their head coach has already taken play calling responsibilities away from the OC and he's now calling plays but you just um, said that
3: the the key there they're not going to score a lot of points neither of them are so you But it could I, be, think, it could I think I think 28 to 14 and I still win this
2: No I don't think they're going to I don't think auburn scores 14 points I think oh, that okay. I think Georgia can still play defense I don't think they score a ton of points but I don't think that – I think they'll score enough to cover the 14-and-a-half.
3: All right. And then we got number two, Michigan, at Nebraska. Um, I think this one's – you know, I think Michigan looks like one of the better teams out there right now. I agree. Um, which, you know, good for them because it's it's been a while um, where they have really shown that they, um, you know, that they can win. And is – um, what's his name coming back yet? How many – what was his suspension? Oh,
2: Harbaugh. Yeah, Harbaugh's back.
3: Is he back? Okay.
2: Yeah, it's four years I'm like
3: if they're if they're number two and uh they've been winning without uh without him
2: <laughs> if without you ask me, If you ask me right now and said pick four playoff game playoff teams, Michigan would be one of my four.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then we got uh thirteen number thirteen LSU at number twenty old miss. I am the crazy one taking old miss. I am only doing it um again because I you know looked back and forth between the two, probably got in my head a little bit. I think um, LSU is a, a very good team. I just think it's going to remain very close, and um, oh, you know, Ole Miss being at home, I'm uh, I'm liking it. Give me two if, and a half points.
2: If they gave Ole Miss a little bit more, I'd have taken Ole Miss. I think two and a half is not quite enough. But right now, there's something weird at LSU as defensively. Yeah. They're not they're not the dogs on defense they've been in the past. Yeah, they've like been said, letting up. Last play of the game field goal to beat out uh, Arkansas last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's either way. I took LSU just because it's hard for me to pick against them, but I don't. I don't blame you for taking Ole Miss.
3: Yeah, And then we got number eleven Notre Dame at number seventeen Duke. Uh, you know, I, I did go back and forth a little bit with this one um, originally um, because I have watched Duke. Um, they, yeah. other than Clemson, but Clemson has proven that they are not the team of of old. Um, they haven't really beat anybody notable. So um you who has noted Duke.
2: I know the record's not great, but they beat Clemson.
3: No, that's I just said no, the record is great. They're four 0 oh. I said you said
2: they, they haven't beat anybody notable.
3: Yeah, I said other than their first game beating okay. Clemson, okay.
2: Okay. they haven't beat
3: anybody notable. Pardon um me. and, and again, Clemson has shown that they're not quite the same team that they, you know, that they have been in the past. So um, I just don't think Notre Dame's gonna lose two games in a row, so well, I think they're gonna go in there and they're gonna look ridiculous.
2: And like Ralph Wilson Duke. said, I, they should be able to have 11 guys on the field more than yes, the whole oh, time. Yes.
3: And then we got number 12, Alabama at Mississippi State. Um, you know, I am not hating that you picked Mississippi State because I almost did, but then I was like, then I have a couple that I'm just going crazy with the the point spread. Um, so I actually backtracked and then went back to Bama. Um, you know,
2: this pick was actually probably, uh, try to get back in it a little bit quicker than, you know, I took a chance here. I know it's a, it's a reach, but when I saw it, it's, it's this pick was the same pick that I made with that Arkansas game, Sarah, I saw the point spread and I'm like, I just, I think that's, I think that's too many. I mean, Alabama's offense hasn't been very good. So Maybe you did the catch, same
3: thing. You know. Yeah, you did the same thing with Mississippi State as I did with Auburn.
2: Yes, exactly. It's the same 14 and a half, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All
3: right. So I'm I'm looking forward um to me like for me having a a bye a bye week for um for football for me for college football um is good because I will be traveling on Saturday. So then I don't have to um you know worry about you know missing any part of that game and uh, luckily it's a a nonstop, so I won't miss too much football this weekend.
2: Nope. I mean it's uh it's wild. It's going to be a big week. Yeah. Um I'm excited to watch this game. I think this is going to really bother, do do is this our third or fourth game? Third game?
3: What? The Bills, Bills? or yeah. The, yeah, it's our fourth game. Do, does, week 4. It's
2: it's week 4. So do do week 4 games mean anything?
3: So, okay. We're going to so we're going back to the Bills one quick second. <laughs> so, let me let me put this down. Um, We're almost out of here.
2: I just I had to make that point.
3: What I will say, I do not necessarily think week four games mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but I do think in the division it does matter. We are right right now zero and one. We lose this game, we're zero and two, and the Dolphins are two and zero. That's a big deal. Um, Granted, you know maybe we're not worried about the Jets as much without Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, but we should be worried because we lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Um, we don't know what the, the, you know, the Patriots are going to look like. They've been kind of wish-washy. The Patriots have looked really good on defense. So um, to your point, does this game matter for the season, for the playoffs, for, you know, our record? No. Does it matter for the division? I think it does. So I think that the Bills – think it does too and i i do not believe they're overlooking this game and i do not believe that they're going into this game thinking it doesn't really matter it's only week four
2: i think that they i think that this is this game could solidify a lot of stuff i think it's huge yeah. i really do especially the only thing the i Bengals. don't
3: want you know before we get out of here the only thing i don't want is to have the bills Let me let me rephrase how I say this, because I don't want to say the only thing I don't want is the Bills to win. Now, I don't want the national media to attach a narrative to either team that wins, because if the Dolphins win, it's going to be the season's theirs and, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're already talking about them enough at this point. Um, If the Bills win, then. Excuse me. When the bills win, it, the narrative is going to shift that. Oh, maybe the bills, the window isn't closed, and then the you know the attention starts to come back on us. I like the attention not being on us.
2: So. Right. I um. Ralph Wilson puts up good point, Two and a half games behind. If we lose, half game up. If we win, I think it's enormous. But you don't have to worry about the national narrative because they're already released. Are you ready for this? This is going to be the last note that we talk. The last thing we talk about on the show. They have already released that Tay Tay herself, Taylor Swift, will be at the game this weekend on Sunday night football. She will oh be gosh. she will be in the stadium.
3: I really don't I really don't care. <laughs> oh, I I'm do. saying that I, I, do. I I'm, I'm I think obviously it's awesome.
2: That's why I'm so pissed at Josh for dating who he's dating. I wish he'd have like tell oh my gosh. He needs like Taylor Swift or
3: I'm. I'm not a huge. I guess I'm not a huge Swiftie uh, or whatever. I'm not either.
2: I'm not either. I just think it's awesome.
3: I just. I'm just. I don't know. Like, let them have a relationship. If it works out, it works out great. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. I don't know. I just think it's like over. Uh, It's like beaten with a drum. It was the same thing back when Romo was dating um Jessica Simpson. I feel like every single game they're panning to the you know
2: Travis Kelsey and and Taylor Swift greater than. Romo and Jessica Simpson.
3: Uh well she's probably But I one will of the say most... this
2: Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift are greater than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and I saw Swift. that
3: on Twitter. That was cute. Yeah.
2: Well, hey, we appreciate you guys checking in. Thanks as always for joining us. This is the Line the Gain show every Wednesday night, nine Eastern, eight central. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, help us out. And uh, we'll be back next week talking a Buffalo Bills victory, talking about our jet-setting yes. friend Sarah heading Love to it. London. Yes, I mean it's like where's Waldo? Every week we got to <laughs> guess where Sarah's going to be, but we'll be back next week to talk about uh, this game. We'll talk about college football as well. We'll talk about that upcoming Bills game in London. It's really cool right now uh, to be a Bills fan. It's pretty awesome. It's been a yeah. it's it's been a lot of fun. I don't know what forward. happened to my camera. Season. Just to let you know that's all right that's cool i like the whole with that little hazy effect the freeze frame it's like an 80s video it's like an 80s video it's like the (laughs) aha video in the 80s but hey as always folks thanks again and uh one love and go bills go bills